the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, good afternoon and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gino Geraci. So glad you could join me on the program, Crosswalk with Gino Geraci. It is, of course, the program where we take your calls, answer your questions about the things you care the most about, questions about God and the historical Jesus, questions about the Bible, questions about worldviews, world religions. We talk about the past history. We talk about the future, which is prophecy, and of course, We talk about current events. If you'd like to join me on this free-for-all Friday, the number is 303-873-1935, 303-873-1935. Friendly Jim, our producer Jim, is standing by to take your call, 303-873-1935. And, of course, um, happy to take your calls. There's all kinds of things going on. In the news, we've talked a little bit about the fact that the president has said uh, that the White House announced that the United States will take 100,000 Ukrainian refugees and provide a billion dollars to fund humanitarian aid initiatives for the Ukrainian uh, people. It's hard for me to believe that 100,000 people are going to want to come to the the Ukrainians are going to want to come to the United States. But again, um, we're about to see what's going to happen. 303-873-1935. That's the number. If you want to join me on the program, we also have a um, interesting new article at gotquestions.org that I want to be able to share with you which has to do with, um, well, what some people are calling the Great Reset by the World Economic Forum. And um, I'm happy to talk about that. 303-873-1935. I'm going to read from the American Minute. These are notable events of American significance remembered on the date that they occurred by my friend William Federer. He writes for today, March 25th. He says, quote, old hickory, unquote. During the revolution, young Andrew Jackson refused to polish the boots of a British officer and was slashed on the arm with a sword and jailed. His mother died of prison fever while caring for captured American soldiers. Jackson carried a bullet in his body from a duel defending his wife's honor. In the War of 1812, General Andrew Jackson defeated over 2,000 British in the Battle of New Orleans. On January 30th, 1835, President Andrew Jackson survived an assassination attempt when Richard Lawrence fired two pistols at him at point-blank range. Davy Crockett, who was with the president, disarmed the assailant. On March 25th, 1835, 
Andrew Jackson wrote in a letter, quote, I was brought up a rigid Presbyterian to which I've always adhered. Our excellent constitution guarantees to everyone freedom of religion and charity tells us and in parentheses. And, you know, charity is the real basis of all true religion, unquote. Judge the tree by its fruit. All who profess Christianity believe in a Savior, and that by and through him we must be saved, unquote. Andrew Jackson concluded in his letter, quote, We ought, therefore, to consider all good Christians whose walks correspond with their professions, be they Presbyterian, Episcopalian, Baptist, Methodist, or Roman Catholic, unquote. Now, again, it's hard for us to understand how people viewed religion and denominationalism in the 1830s. But what every historical scholar believe, agrees about is that you can't dismiss that these early individuals who so shaped our country um, clearly had a keen sense, shall I say, a, a biblical worldview, even though they wouldn't have used those terms. 303-873-1935, that's the number if you want to join me on the program. And there's a couple of things also. Obviously, the war in, in Ukraine continues. Um Mask mandates are disappearing. Office workers are going back to work. Um, American voters feel better about the fight against coronavirus. And only about one in six people feel that the novel virus is, quote unquote, not at all under control. While the majority thinks it's somewhat under control, there is a growing group of people who don't think that it's at under control at all. Now, that's according to a Fox National News survey, about 15% said that they didn't think COVID was under control. That's down from about 41% two months ago at the height of the Omicron outbreak and just shy of the low of about 10% in May 2021. And of course, most individuals at this point are preoccupied with other things. But again, if you'd like to join me on the program, it's 303-873-1935. There's a whopping 83% think that the virus is at least somewhat under control. And that's up 24 points since January, according to this Fox News poll. So all in all, a group of individuals was asked the question, do you think the coronavirus is under control in the United States? And of course, we've spent the last two years in and out, months on end, um, weaving in and out of the coronavirus situation. But to that issue, um, to, to, to answer that question, is coronavirus under control? 10% said completely in March of 2022, just three months earlier in January, 
mostly under control, 32%, somewhat under control, 41%, not at all under control, 15%. Now, obviously, this is Americans' perceptions. Now, if we ask and we answer <laughs> that, that question from a scientific standpoint, is coronavirus under control in the United States? There's a growing um, growing measure of evidence that, that again, um, there's an uptick in the coronavirus um, as, as people are diagnosed with COVID-19 and getting sick, some severely, some even being hospitalized. So, you know, again, I'm wondering what exactly this might turn out to be. Now, again, 303-873-1935. One of the new articles that we have posted at gotquestions.org is how should a Christian view the Great Reset by the World Economic Forum? Now, you might um, not know very much or even have thought about the Great Reset by the World Economic Forum, but this is uh, in June 2020, the World Economic Forum held their 50th annual conference in Davos, Switzerland. And the theme of the conference was stakeholders for a cohesive and sustainable world. This is a group of people who are globalist in ideology. And I'll talk a little bit about this when we come back. And Klaus Schwab, the founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum. This is Gina Dracy. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gina Dracy. So so glad you could join me on the program. The number is 303-873-1935, 303-873-1935. We were talking about an article that we have posted at uh, gotquestions.org, your questions, biblical answers. How should a Christian view the Great Reset by the World Economic Forum? For those of you who actually you know, may or may not be familiar with the World Economic Forum, it is um, a place that was founded by Klaus Schwab. In the last five years, to to just give you an idea, um, Vladimir Putin spoke at the World Economic Forum. Uh, Vladimir Zelensky spoke at the World Economic Forum. Um, If you name almost any um, significant world leader they have participated in the conferences at literally over the last 10 years. So the Great Reset has been associated with an unprovable conspiracy theory, or we might even say conspiracy theories about a globalist takeover of world economic and political systems. Now, Again, what I would caution everyone to, to do is to think about there's there's certain conspiracy theories, and then there are certain actual agendas where people have promoted what I would call a globalist worldview. And, and the idea is that because we have global problems, it's going to require global solutions. But this particular conspiracy theory is focused on the World Economic Forum. 
in recent develops on uh, on the world stage have lent some credence to at least some of the theories. Advocates for the Great Reset are quite vocal about their plans, and they use that term, plans, not conspiracy. In June 2020, the World Economic Forum held their 50th annual conference in Davos, in Switzerland. The theme of the conference was, quote, stakeholders for a cohesive and sustainable world, unquote. And the purported goal was to, quote, overcome income inequality, societal division, and the climate crisis. That's from the official World Economic Forum website. Significantly, the Davos 2020 conference used the term the Great Reset and launched what they call, quote, the Great Reset Initiative, unquote. And so the term the Great Reset goes at least back to 2010 and the publication of the book The, Re the Great Reset by Richard Florida. A major topic of discussion at the Davos 2020 conference was how to use COVID-19 pandemic and climate change as a, as a means to reset global structures. Now, I might add, again, <laughs> some prominent speakers would have included people like, yes, um, Bill Gates. So... Klaus Schwab, who's the founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, co-wrote a book in 2020 called COVID-19, The Great Reset. And Schwab is quoted on the official WEF website as saying, quote, the pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world, unquote. Attendees at the conference discussed fundamental changes in the traditional modes of decision-making and studied a perceived need to transform healthcare, financial systems, energy production, digital oversight, and education. So when, when we're talking about digital oversight, we're talking about a couple of different things. We're talking about the digital interconnectivity, but we're also talking about <laughs> artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency. And so this is a group in the World Economic Forum that imagines global healthcare, uh, interactive financial systems, energy production, digital oversight, and education. So the Great Reset, as envisioned by the World Economic Forum, desires to affect, quote, the state of global relations, the direction of national economies, the priorities of the societies, the nature of business models, the management of global commons from their official website. That's from their official website. So in 2020, the conference drew 3,000 participants from 117 country, countries, including 53 heads of state. So we can't just be dismissive of this. Promoters of the Great Reset don't try to hide the fact 
that they want to usher in a new world order based on global control of just about everything. So naturally, this leads to questions about the relationship between, quote unquote, this great reset and what the Bible speaks of is this global antichrist figure who comes on the scene, this antichrist figure who will appear according to biblical prophecies in the end times. And so in Revelation chapter 17, verses 12 and 13, it speaks of 10 horns that you saw are 10 kings who have not yet received royal power, but they will receive authority as kings for an hour together with the beast. These are of one mind and they hand over the power and authority to the beast. And so the book of Revelation seems not just a hint, but to declare that there will be a type of federation. And some Bible teachers have suggested this is a global federation that will wage war against the Lamb. That's what it says in verse 14. And so given the nature of the Antichrist's future government, it seems that any push for centralized economic or political power would align with these kinds of satanic objectives, regardless of whatever humanitarian goals such centralization touts. And so again, when we ask and we answer the question, is global governance a good thing or a bad thing? Is nationalism a good thing or a bad thing? And so it's important to try to understand things like the Great Reset from a biblical perspective. In particular, according to our article, we want to consider how would events impact the nation of Israel with respect to a coming one world government. Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum, a Jewish scholar of Bible prophecy, identifies a sequence of nine events that he believes will occur before a seven-year tribulation begins. These nine events are part of a pre-tribulational and pre-millennial view of prophecy which, of course, is the position that got questions, which is also my position. And so, again, I'm going to talk a little bit more about these nine events, according to Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum, when we get back. But again, if you'd like to join me on the program, it's 303-873-1935. 303-873-1935. I'll be back with more on Crosswalk with Gino Geraci. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining me. The number is 303-873-1935. Like I said, we're going to talk a little bit more about the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset and some of the things that uh, Arnold Fruchtenbaum has uh, talked about uh, as as far as a sequence of nine events 
that, according to him, takes place before the seven-year tribulation. We're, we're going to get to that. Ken in Denver, welcome to the program. Hi, Gino. Hi, Ken. How are you? You know, I'm doing good. Um, you know, as we watch the world events unfold all around us. Yeah, I know. Um, I, it's really good, Gino, that you're bringing this to light for for many people. They are very unaware of a lot of the things that you're you're even mentioning, and and. Um, and so uh, to uh, it's, bring it in in context of uh, biblical prophecy, it's uh, yeah, uh, and uh, past history and present day uh, current events. It's very important right now for people to. Well, you know, when we when we look at the World Economic Forum, the 3,000 participants from 117 countries, including 53 heads of state. Like I said, over the last ten years, it's we we sh, we we should multiply that tenfold. And when we're talking about not just heads of state, we're talking about people who are participating in this. Arguably, are the richest and most wealthy and most influential people on the planet Earth. And so. When we look at what's happening, I don't, I don't think it's fair to call it a conspiracy theory. I think it's fair to call it some – this is – they're out of the closet. There's nothing conspiratorial about this at all. They want the world to know that this is exactly what they want to do. Right. Um, prior uh, – a year and a half ago, prior to um, – uh, the push for the mandate, um, you know, right when Fauci and Collins were coming on board with um, with uh, President Trump to initiate the, the mandates for masks and and then uh, vaxes, and um, there was a guy on YouTube, an American Homestead is the name of his channel, and he's a Christian brother. Um, he's here in our country, but he was revealing um, what Canada was already unfolding and how MPs in Canada were fighting it. And um, but it was the the Great Reset, and he showed on on a um, an info. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's an info report. Um, but it showed what was being required in the Great Reset. So they're ahead of us by about two years. You know, and, and I, yeah. I I see that. I see that from a European standpoint, I think they're ahead, ahead of us by about five years, and Canada right. by about two years. But what's interesting in part to me right now is the Ukraine-Russia war and the effect that it's had on the globalist agenda. I think it, it really is safe to say that Putin's war with Ukraine, and I'm not advocating for the war or saying what he's doing is good because it's bad, but it does seem to be putting a break on the globalist agenda, or at least putting a and little um, wrench, a wrench yeah. in 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 the machinery. Yeah. And so, what's so, interesting to me about Fruchtenbaum, I don't know if you heard my comments earlier. 
But Fruchtenbaum envision, you know, he talks about events, World War One and World War Two talked about um, the establishment of Israel as a nation in 1948, um, the Jewish control of of Jerusalem, which takes place in 1967. The first three events have happened, Fruchtenbaum wrote, this is years ago. And when he wrote about it, he said that these are this is the, 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 this is these are facts that have laid the groundwork for the six additional events. This, according to Fruchtenbaum, that must happen in the future. So the big issue was whether or not this would take place before a seven-year tribulation, or or during or at, at the beginning of it. But the next thing that he had on the agenda was invasion of Israel by a northern alliance of nations um, like it speaks of in Ezekiel 38 and 39, and then a one world government, Daniel chapter 7, and then a federation from that world government, a federation of 10 kingdoms. So he envisions this globalist agenda that is literally marked out by seven zones, or or excuse me, 10 zones that literally cover the face of the earth and then the rise of the Antichrist figure and then a period of peace and false security. And then he talks about the signing of a seven-year covenant with Israel. Now, again, I think this is very, very interesting stuff. Barry, um, in in the Canadian report, when this was launched in Canada two years ago, and uh, by the way, Australia is involved in it heavily too because of the British sovereignty over them, right? But um, he said that um, in the Great Reset, they will offer mortgage forgiveness, student loan, medical bills, credit card, tax debt, um, as part of the Great Reset uh, to those who qualify. Um, but you have to sign up for five rounds of the backs with their boosters. And, See, um, that seems very odd to me. Doesn't that yeah. seem odd to you? Five well, rounds since we've already come upon four rounds? They, yeah, and they have, I mean, MK Ultra. You know, the brainwashing that, that our military has done to our own servicemen to make them uh, docile or um, obedient slaves, um, uh, even programmed assassins, is being employed right now wholesale across the globe. That's what these vaxes are for. It is for mind control. Yeah, it's so, interesting that you would use that term MK Ultra, right? Well, you saw the Bourne series, Jason Bourne. Sure, um, sure. You know, he was MK Ultra, and the other assassins in there. They are the Manchurian Candidate shows it. They have to show everything they're doing before they do it, because then they can say, "We told you what was coming. We showed you what was coming." And uh, sometimes they speak it right out in plain, plain hearing, just like what you said earlier in the program. But also they, um, they show us through movies, through radio, through um, Internet, what their plans and their intentions are. In, in that, 
that initiate or that push for global socialism, Agenda 2021 has in it depopulation. By 2021, they were to begin depopulation. This is UN Agenda 2021. In Agenda 2030, their, their prime directive is no private property ownership globally. The American middle class stands in the way of that. We're freedom-loving people. We work hard for what we own, and they want to dissolve that. Have you heard the expression, you will own nothing and be happy? Yeah, and of course the problem with the acceptance and approval of any new world order is no government has ever offered or can offer real hope. (laughs) You know, you you talk about be happy. You're going to be happy. No. Hey, thank you for your call. Yeah, God bless you. Keep keep speaking, brother. God bless you. Praying for you. Thanks. 303-873-1935. That's the number if you want to join me on the program. Those people who are desire to usher in a new world order, whether it's secular or religious, they're in for a rude awakening. This is Gino Geraci, 303-873-1935. I'll I'll have more when we come back. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gino Geraci. So glad you could join me on the program. The number is 303 Eight seven three nineteen thirty five. I was talking about the quote unquote great reset as envisioned by the World Economic Forum, and again the um, the reality that the twenty twenty conference drew three thousand participants from one hundred and seventeen different countries, including fifty three heads of state. And now all of you know what that means. It means the leaders of their countries. And uh, these are individuals who, in many ways, uh, don't try to hide um, a desire for a globalist world. Many globalists obviously believe that um, that globalism is the only true answer to the issues that plague. Mankind, And so there's a growing resentment, if you will, uh, that's taking place with people like Putin who invade Ukraine. And the, as the world watches and they go, you know what, it's, it's not right. Um, but what they're doing is they're, they're looking at um, a solution that they think um, can only come about from a globalist agenda. Now, I was talking earlier about a Bible teacher. He's been on this program. His name is Arnold Fruchtenbaum. And he literally um, envisioned, if you will, a series of events um, that must take place According to the Bible, wars, Matthew 24, verses 1 through 8, World War One, World War Two. are there other wars? Are, is there even another global war in our future? The establishment of the, of, of the, of the nation Israel, that's happened. 
uh, Jewish control of Jerusalem that's taken place in 1967. And then Fruchtenbaum talks about the invasion of Israel by a northern alliance of nations, as it's talked about in Ezekiel 38 and 39. And he talks about, in those passages, Gog and Magog. Um, and again, the theories of of this taking place before the tribulation begins. Um, and so there's a, a couple of different theories. The first theory is that this war takes place before the tribulation begins during the first part of the seven year tribulation is, 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 is another um, option. Um, so then the establishment of a, of a one world government in Daniel chapter 7, verse 23, it says, As for the fourth beast, there shall be a fourth kingdom. Now, remember, he's talked about the kingdom of Babylon, the kingdom of Persia, the kingdom of Greece, and the kingdom of Rome. And, of course, there is this picture of this reestablishment of this Roman empire. There shall be a fourth kingdom on the earth, which shall be different from all the kingdoms, and it shall devour the whole earth and trample it down and break it into pieces. Now, obviously, the Roman Empire literally swallowed its world, but I'm wondering, again, if this is a type in a picture of a future world. A future world where, because in Daniel chapter 7, verse 23, it uses that expression, it shall devour the whole world and trample it down and break it into pieces. And then in Daniel chapter 7, verse 24, it says, as for the ten horns, out of this kingdom ten kings shall arise and another shall arise after them. He shall be different from the former ones, and he shall put down three kings. So there seems to be this picture of ten kingdoms, of which three of them are subdued, if you will. And then we see the rise of this antichrist figure in Daniel chapter seven, verse 24, as for the 10 horns out of this kingdom, 10 Kings shall arise and another shall arise after them. He shall be different from the former ones and shall put down the three Kings in second Thessalonians chapter two, verses one through three. It says now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him. We ask you brothers not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by a spirit or a spoken word or a letter seeming to come from us. And then it says, let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first. The man of lawlessness is revealed 
the son of perdition, one translation says, the son of destruction, another translation says. And so the Bible has a whole lot to say about this coming antichrist figure. He is going to be an intellectual genius, so that means that the current president is disqualified. Um, he'll be an oratorical genius. He'll be a political genius. He'll be a commercial genius. He'll be a military genius. He'll be a religious genius. And according to Revelation chapter 17, it would appear that he begins by controlling the Western bloc of power. According to Daniel chapter 9, he makes a seven-year covenant with Israel, but will break it after three and a half years, according to Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. In Revelation 12, we see this Antichrist figure attempting to destroy Israel. And then in Revelation 17, we see this, what's the word I'm looking for? This persecution and destruction of the false religious system so that he rules unhindered. And then according to Daniel chapter 11, verse 36, and 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4, this Antichrist figure sets himself up as God, the God of the earth, and, in, and he briefly rules over the nations. According to Revelation 13, he is given authority to briefly rule the nations. And then Revelation 19 happens where Jesus shows up. The Lord Jesus Christ shows up and utterly destroys him and the coalition at the Battle of Armageddon. And according to Revelation chapter 19, verse 20, he will be the first creature thrown into the lake of fire. In 2 Thessalonians, he's called a master of deceit. And in Revelation chapter 13, verse 2, it says that he will be energized by Satan himself. And then there's a mysterious statement made in Daniel chapter 11, verse 37. He won't regard the God of his fathers. He will not have the desire of women. His God will be the god of power. He's called the little king, the willful king, the little horn, the man of sin, the son of perdition, the wicked one, the beast. This is Gino Geraci. That's what the Bible says the future holds. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.